Welcome to the Spike Feed, your leading Magic the Gathering podcast. What is up? My name is Curtis, and I am just your typical Spike. On the line with me, my good buddy, producer extraordinaire, Cameron McCoy. Cameron, we're doing this, and I just realized I forgot my uh, my sippy water that I like to have whenever we're recording. So, Should we be concerned? I think I'll be okay, but if you just see me take off in a dead sprint, you'll know what happened, right? I understand, yeah. I dried up. These things happen to the best of us. Um, dude, how you been? Uh, good. Yeah, it's just been a, a busy, crazy kind of week, but uh, there's been plenty of time to play some Magic the Gathering. You know, I wish I could be there with you. I played like two drafts and and I'd say a reasonable chunk of standard. Just last week I was afforded the ability to play a little bit more, but this week got a little intense. This coming week is going to be a little intense. I have a family member getting married, so that kind of thing just kind of... Mm-hmm. It's like they didn't even consider my Magic the Gathering schedule. What the heck? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what? But I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to be the good family member, and I'm not going to draft during the service, right? Um, rehearsal dinner, I don't know, gray area. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. I mean, you're a classy dude. Yeah. Service, no. Rehearsal dinner, sure. Why not? No one cares that I'm there. Yeah. No one cares that I'm there. Right. When you're the brother-in-law, hey, just be in the corner. I brought Mm -hmm. the adorable children. Yep. Have Adam. See you later. Right. Um, what I'm saying is if I fade into the back and catch up on She-Hulk, I don't think anyone would notice. <laughs> uh, anyway, dude, let's talk Magic the Gathering. So this is going to be a, probably a pretty abbreviated show because there is like basically zero in terms of news. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominaria United is firmly in place, kind of our day-to-day reality. I did not get to play in my giant event that I wanted to that was in paper yesterday. So I kind of had to switch to a lot of uh, the paper experience. Cameron, I'm looking at the show notes, and I'm concerned that you, like I, look, we're a certain kind of Magic the Gathering player. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the deck that we like repping isn't available to us. Is that a fair assessment uh, yeah, of what I'm looking yeah, at? I, I've, I've tried, I, you know, almost every flavor of color that you can put in a control list. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, let me ask you if you've heard this. Turn one, I put in a tapped land. Turn one on my opponent's turn, they put in an evolved sleeper. I put in a second tapped land. My opponent puts in tenacious underdog, and I lose. Um, <laughs> I think I've heard that story. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think I'm gonna say that this is not a standard for me. I don't think it's a bad standard but like i have been running against so many of the same types of decks even though they're different there is a mono black there is red black there is esper um there's there's grixis i mean like you know there's several flavors but i feel like the first three plays are so similar uh that i find this to just be incredibly uninteresting um, and to the point where like, I mean, I've tried this Esper control list, which is okay. I mean, like it, there's, I, I don't even know if there's anything really saucy about this. Like I'm running farewells, um, a path of peril, then it's wandering emperor, Holebreaker horror and heroes downfall. I mean, there's like just not a lot of new things to it. Um, and it's okay. 
and I'm I'm like actually genuinely shocked at like just how bad Heroes Don't Downfall is in yeah, in is. standard. Like I mean, it being going I think it was originally a rare, right? And then they got um sense of the minors of being an uncommon, I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely a rare first go round in the mono black era. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, Great Merchants, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, like, I just can't believe how, like, that was such an all-star card that just was, like, the answer to everything that I needed in Theros Standard, and it's just, it's okay, but, like, I'm tapping out for three to play this, and my, you know, my opponent plays a tenacious underdog and draws a card, and, like, I mean, outpaces me in every single way that it's just, ugh, it, it just... I feel just defeated in a way. It's not like I've had really bad plays. It's just been really uninteresting. So, dude, I think uh, I'm going to be taking a break from Standard until hopefully there's a shakeup because, like, the, I mean, the 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 sheer quality of cards in, in the black-based decks is just so good that um, there's no reason to be playing anything else, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, so just to give my perspective on it and I messaged some people that were headed to an event yesterday. I, if I had to choose, if I were going to buy a deck to play in a high leverage event, I a hundred percent would play Grixis midrange. I have played that deck a little bit. Like I've got it on arena and I don't know that I love it. But Corpse Appraiser, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, like Shieldred, Graveyard Trespasser, like everything that that deck is doing combined with the, I mean, Invoke invoke Despair is a five mana play. So really, if you just have that low end and then you get to one or two Invoke Despairs, it essentially acts like a cruel ultimatum in this format. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like it is such a monster blowout when you get there and the low end supports you getting there all the time. Now, again, <coughs> if someone would say to me, oh, I prefer mono black. Oh, I so I prefer black red. I would take those things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cameron, I've played so much Esper, and I do think the deck has gotten better positioned as people have been playing less and less Liliana. Um, so like the aforementioned Grixis midrange that I've talked about, a lot of times Liliana is not main decked and in mm. the sideboard in that deck now, um, just because it doesn't line up with what that deck is trying to do, and it def- doesn't leverage it the way mono black does. Um, or like, you know, the black-white midrange deck, those kinds of things. I'm going to say black as a Magic the Gathering color an awful lot in this Magic mm-hmm. cast, and I apologize, but that's just mm-hmm. where we're at. Um but I still think Esper just falls way behind Grixis, Rakdos, and those kinds of things, especially by virtue of the fact that they're playing Obnixilis, Corpse Appraiser, more Graveyard Trespassers. These cards that just, like the, the winning scenarios that you run into with Esper are Rafine followed up by a counterspell. Like if you can protect your Rafine, usually that's the turn that, changes the game and then you win because they pay for the ward and then you you get it right but the problem is is no deck has really bubbled up above this um a a a friend of mine messaged me a little bit about mono red and i've since played it a little bit or played against a little bit 
Mm-hmm. I don't know how these people are getting results with mono red. Because in my experience, once I play a Shieldred, that match is over. Yeah. Not kind of over, like done. Even if they kill it on the spot, because usually it takes two removal spells for them to do that. I've just two for one them. Yeah. And they're a mono red deck, right? And so, plus Meat Hook Massacre is just terrible for mono red. Like, it just seems like. I know we we're living in bizarro world where I'm like lamenting the loss of mono red, a deck that in the past I have, I mean, hated. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like yeah. I hated the hazard mono red deck. Um, but we are to your point in a problematic place where you have to play black. Look at the MTG goldfish, you know, you and I have both been kind of hypnotized by, have you seen the legends deck, the five color, you play nothing but Legends mid-range deck. I was like, yeah. oh, maybe that. Yeah. And then suddenly you're like, oh, wait, that would fall apart to mono black. Or maybe I'll just play blue eye control. Oh, yeah, there's not an actual good drawing, like card draw spell at all. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, like, it's unthinkable to me, Cameron, that Impulse would be standard legal and I'm not playing it. Like, you cannot even begin to imagine what that does to my heart. Yeah. So I've tried playing it. It... You know, it it's such a great card. Um, even in this standard, like it's it's a great card. It just can't compete with the quality of draw spells and everything else that, that mono black has for it. Yeah, and, and by the way, what kind of mix up world are we living in where Liliana the Veil is the optional powerhouse card in your lineup, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But there are multiple, multiple, multiple games I've had where both Tenacious Underdog and Graveyard Trespasser have taken over the game entirely. Yeah. Like, completely won, like players have completely won the game on that back. Um, I also think, not so much us, I think we were kind of medium on it, but the world owes Shieldred an apology. I saw so many complaints about the power level of that card and how it wasn't going to be good enough and all these <laughs> things. Guys, I don't know if you know this. Two is a lot more than one. In fact, mm-hmm. it's double. <laughs> it's twice as much. It's a hundred percent increase, right? Like it is a beating. I have had multiple games where I resolve a shieldred and my opponent scoops on the spot. Like they're still at 12 life, but they just go, Nope, can't mm-hmm. do it. The end. It is it, it, astonishing. it's so good. I've actually seen it in some lists in Legacy because it's really good against brain against brainstorm. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Good against brainstorm, right? And honestly, Legacy Burn that's a huge problem for them if you can get there. Yeah, like how do they win? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like cuz then your brainstorm is gain 6. Like oh my god. <laughs> right? So there, that it requires a lot of price of progress to get out from under, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. that card, hey, good on Shieldred for comeback player of the year award, right? Right. Yeah. Th- this is yeah. a card that no one thought would be much of anything, but here we are. So, I am seeing a mono blue Delver deck float around. Mm-hmm. So, on a very regrettable night, I'm going to put that together and play <laughs> it and lose a bunch. Hey, um, but. You might, you might flip a Delver, and then that will be worth it right there. <laughs> flip that Delver, 
then they're gonna play Leon- Liliana on four with spell pierce back up, and then that's <laughs> yeah. cut down, cut down, dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's where we're gonna <laughs> land. Though it, it, this was pointed out on Twitter, and I I feel bad because I don't remember who posted it. But Lilian in the past was legal at the same time as things like Loxodon Smiter and things that would actually punish the discard. And not so much right now. Like, I mm-hmm. maybe there is a spell I don't know about, but I haven't seen it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, basically, I whenever I've resolved to Liliana, I had zero compunction about that plus one. Like, I'm always... <laughs> right? We're just going, buddy. Um, in fact, it's very rare that minus two is the right thing to do <laughs> in these mirrors because yeah. they have tenacious underdog or some kind of... So I do want to address, like I said earlier that I think Esper was unplayable. I think it's gotten a lot better. The card that has really made this a much better scenario, and I mentioned earlier, I do think there is some of Liliana not being as present, and that's normally quite good against this deck because, for example, you play Rafine on three, they play Liliana on three. Like, those things can happen. But Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, the innovation of playing Resolute Reinforcements, which on its face looks like a not great standard card but that combined um with the uh i'm gonna say io the dawn sky okay right because i was playing sarah paragon in that role and uh, that's not where this has gone i think this card is a little bit better but both of these things are better with wedding announcement and much better against liliana than those other cards so the builds that are being like represented here i think are much stronger on that front um, and I was filling a hole that I w- w- couldn't figure out. Like, okay, I keep playing Tenacious Underdog, and they keep playing Graveyard Trespasser, and that sequence is just killing me. Um, and now Tenacious Underdog is like a weird splash hmm. in Esper midrange. Um, so the deck is a lot better. I still think Rixus is better. Um, but these all kind of feel like standard versions of Checkpile. Yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> apt comparison right there yeah so cameron can i interest you in some dominaria united draft how is it um you're probably gonna get your butt kicked to start with because the learning Mm -hmm. curve's a little steep but it's a it's a like i said it's a seven out of ten format eight out of ten format i feel like standard's like a five out of ten so um recommend okay that's what i'm gonna say about that um so what you should probably be getting out of the tenor of this conversation, dear listener, is we'll probably come back with some Explorer takes next week. Cameron, <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything you want to add before we get to what else we've been up to? I mean, I, I did play some Explorer this week. Oh, no. I mean, oh, sweet. I missed that on the show notes. Go for okay, it. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I mean, nothing really new. The only, like, quote, new thing that I'm doing is playing in my blue-white control list Leyline Binding. Um, and then just adding like a one of, of some of the Triomes in order to help with the, the, the one less casting cost for, for Leyline. And, uh, you know, a Flash Remove anything on the battlefield, any permanent on the battlefield is actually really, really good um, in the context of Explorer. So uh, the format is, like, it's super fast and having some of those Triomes can be bad and this was just kind of me playing around because i saw people playing 
uh, the line line cards. And so it's fine. I mean, you know, you're still, it, it's still classical control with, you know, um, wandering emperor to fairy and then a couple shark typhoons and your, your, you know, whatever <laughs> 40 other cards are for, for, uh, good spells. Yes. You know? So anyway, like that, it, it's been interesting. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Liliana at all in Explorer, which I mean, it's, I'm actually kind of grateful just cause I was so burnt out of it with standard, but, um, I still think that she, especially in like that blue black control list or maybe like some sort of Jund list, if that gets good, um, I welcome her in, in the format. I think it'll be great. Yeah, she she is missing in the context of Explore an enabler something like linger, Lingering Souls, mm-hmm. where it's just so strong the upside. You know, like Tenacious Underdog, I should knock on wood, I don't think is good enough for Explorer. Um, but man, in a slow standard, that car card is the one, right? The mm-hmm. the thing the 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 guy that drives the bus, right? It's now. like Bob. I did the, the card advantage that you're getting from it with it just doesn't matter because you're gaining so much life from Shellrod or whatever that oh it's so good. That card is so good. I think we just need to do a supercut of you mispronouncing Shieldred. Oh so. dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy, let's get out of this segment, come back and talk about what else we've been up to. So Cameron, I have no concept of what this is. Crimes of the future. So hit me. What is, what is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with the director, David Cronenberg? The the fly guy? Yeah, the guy who did the fly. Um, he did like history of violence. Um, like he, he's like a, like a legit- Robocop? Gr- no, that's Verhoeven. Um but think of you know, yeah, yeah. Uh I mean his his claim to fame, the initial thing that he did was scanners, and then he did like history of violence. He did Crash, the Academy Award winning film from like oh two or three or whatever year that was. Mm-hmm. Um like I said, yeah, he's worked with Viggo Mortensen a lot, like on like all those kind of like indie films. So he's this really, really good director. Um that he makes films that I can't recommend to people because it's like body horror. It's like gruesome, but there's always kind of like a purpose behind that stuff. And the level of production design behind that stuff, like I, I just get a kick out of like, like how the alien was made or how a predator was made or how the fly was made. Like just like the level of craftsmanship and artistry that goes into designing these, these monsters um, Mm -hmm. is great. And Cronenberg has used the same team, since the eighties. And, um, I don't know, there's just something like, even though it's squeamish and just gross and like what he does. Um, yeah, it's, uh, that, that's what he does. And it's, it's great. So crimes of the future, it stars Viggo Mortensen. It's a quasi futuristic sort of sci-fi film. Um, that has like Kristen Stewart in it. And it's like this weird thing where nobody feels pain anymore. There's no disease anymore. And so like people disfigure their bodies essentially just to express themselves through art. And it's weird, but it got like a standing ovation during the Cannes Film Festival. And it, it's just unlike anything else. Um, it explores like all these like really high concept ideas 
it's super weird. It's super like just like I said, squeamish. There's like you, if, if you are, don't like body horror, this is not going to be for you, and I can't recommend it. But as far as like a film and a filmmaker and like just exploring like really interesting concepts in the in the context of sci-fi, um, I really dug this movie. This is like one of my favorite movies of the year that I can't like I like I said like people walked out on it because it you know it's it's gross it's absolutely gross um but it's an incredible film I, I i'm so split on this so if you're familiar with david cronenberg watch his other films have an appreciation this is an absolute must on that everybody else you probably have to skip i like the idea by the way howard shore doing that howard shore yeah score um I like the idea of someone walking out of a movie theater and Cameron going, yes. <laughs> They've experienced the art of it. Um, anyway, yeah, I, <laughs> I, th- I think like I would put the movies that we've talked about, History of Violence and The Fly, in the, the – those are classic, more interesting than they are good movies to me. Yep, yep. And – that's where I, I have some different opinions, I think, on Crash. But, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> maybe not age the best. Uh, but, no, like, that is a really intriguing thing that someone's out there. It's, like, one of those things where I, like, like that someone is out there making those. Just like when we were talking about the dude who made The Fountain, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I respect that those guys exist and they're out there doing their thing. And that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily out to experience it. Probably how you feel about the last of us part two no matter how much i tell you (laughs) this is an experience that's very well worth your time you gotta kind of want it on your own yeah and uh yeah i'm just i'm just not there (laughs) um yeah so last week i talked about the turtles collection Mm. um Mm -hmm. i've been doing that and playing slay the spire in my kind of downtime when i can um i'm into i'm to the part where and, and i guess i just I'm a slow on the uptake kind of guy because in Slay the Spire I would always just play the same character and kind of build. But I've started on the Ascension levels and kind of going further down that path of like playing at a harder difficulty, playing for the fourth floor, all these things. And I don't love the game balance and those levels because a lot mm-hmm. of the enemies essentially stuff your deck with unusable material and that becomes kind of, I think, an overused and very high variance mechanic for a roguelike so i still think it's a brilliant game it's single player magic the gathering draft which is i mean at this point in my life something i very badly need right because Mm -hmm. i need to be able to pause and it's brilliant on so many levels i just wish someone would take some of the concepts of this and make like i want the difficulty to exist in other ways than oh, hey, they put seven of these cards that you can't use in your deck. Ha <laughs> ha! Like, cool. I get it. But um, anyway, th- that's kind of my where I'm at with Slay the Spire. Still very much worth my time. I need to get it further down the line so I can go back to Cyberpunk, which I still haven't done, mm. and I know they're doing a ton of work on it. Let's just be honest. Like, w- w- why are you doing anything until God of War? Because have you seen that latest trailer that came out? Yeah, it's good. That's good. Like, I mean, I know it's going to come out on the PC, but like, I the instant gratification in me feels like I should just pick up a PS5 just so I can play this game instantly. 
Dude, it's a, I mean, dude. I can't wait. I can't wait. You, again, and I've, I've said this to you multiple times, you need to play Returnal. That that game is like made. That's the Cameron McCoy Invitational card, like mm-hmm. game. It is. I mean, when as soon as we're like, it's Memento uh, meets Metroid. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> they made a game for Cameron. Yeah. So anyway, and there are worse ways that you could spend your money, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There's plenty of worse ways. <laughs> There's plenty of worse ways. All right, Cameron, if someone would like to get a hold of you and give you ideas for worse ways to spend <laughs> your money on, than on PS5, where could they find you? It's all on Twitter, at Cameron underscore McCoy. And I'm at Curtis now. Our official show feed is at MTG. We'll check you guys next week. I'm Matt Curtis now. Our official show feed is at SpikeFeedMTG. We'll check you guys next week. See what happens when I don't have my water?